This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you levicated to all the bicycle riders, seen? Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Everybody should ride bicycle. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio program on 3CR 855 AM Digital, coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, this is uh, a show about cycling and related transport issues. Um, We're coming to you from 3CR. And on today's show, I'm going to be speaking to Sue Um, from Guardians of the Flemington Road Gums, catch up to uh, last week's sad and probably completely unavoidable events in Flemington Road. Um, I'll also be having a little bit of news about Yarra Council to vote on the proposed Russell Reserve share path tomorrow night. And I'll be catching up with Joe from Projector Bike about um, their new free Friday rides and moving to Brunswick. And if I didn't introduce in the intro who I am, my name's Chris. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. Now, just going to do a little bit of an intro on... um, Last week's events on uh, Flemington Road, the gum was removed. You probably have read that in the media, but that's not the end of the story. And if you listen to the um, interview that I did with Sue a fortnight ago, there are some outstanding, some very uh, important outstanding issues surrounding um, the removal of the gum. Everyone signed off on it, but uh, as in the relevant authorities, but no one wants to take responsibility for it. And also this large iconic gum and its uh, uh, smaller friends there removed apparently for road widening and an on-road bike lane. Now, given that area and knowing that area well, uh, an online on-road bike lane is not world's best practice. You can see City of Sydney, City of Melbourne, City of Yarra are putting in separate facilities for cycling. And we all know that, uh, well, things have changed in the last 10, 15 years. Simply a piece of um, was it polychromatic paint doesn't really cut the mustard when it comes to getting uh, cycling for transport going. And if you also want to get people riding from 8 to 80, the, um, you know, the quick, fast... Yeah, kitted out rider is not the way we really want to go if we want to get um, cycling going as a mass modal um, form of transport. As there's nothing wrong if you've got the kit and a nice bike, but cycling should be a more approachable, more um, acceptable of riding way of you know, getting around instead of just, you know, it's up for people who are a certain age and a certain demographic. Anyway, I am going to take a quick break and hopefully I'll be back with Sue in a moment. Join Parkinson's Victoria for a walk in the park on Sunday the 28th of August at Federation Square. Enjoy a leisurely four kilometre walk along the Yarra River and plenty of entertainment. Bring your family, friends and pet pooch to show your support for people living with Parkinson's. Register today at melbourne.parkinsonswalk.com.au It's as easy as a walk in the park. <laughs> 
3CR supporter. Hello, and we're back on Yarra Boss with you, Zook Radio. Are you there, Sue? I definitely am, Chris. Great. Thank you so much for hanging on. No worries. You battled through all that technology really well. <laughs> well done. Okay. Now, we had a bit of a sad outcome last week on the Flemington Road gum. Now, can um, there was something in the uh, Herald Sun today I found quite concerning. Vic Rhodes and uh, the authority overseeing this reckon they'd sat down and talked to the community. Uh, well, they ran two information sessions um, around uh, the 25th of, of prior to the 25th of June mm. uh, to inform us about what was about to happen. But it wasn't an interaction process; it was purely a, an information about what they intended uh, they intended to do. Yeah, because um, the quote I've got here from the uh, Herald Sun article was that, uh, we're going here, you were supposed to have a meeting. Now, this is the bit I'm trying to, the, the listener may not know, but there was apparently supposed to be a sit-down meeting with John Merritt, the CEO of Vic Rhodes, and the That's other chap, whose name escapes me, uh, Peter Ho- Hochrom Hentley. You were supposed yes. to have a sit-down meeting, which got uh, cancelled. And this That's was correct. on the Friday, and then on the Tuesday, you faced off against the police with them taking out the tree. So something's gone really astray here. Yes, there was a proposed meeting for Friday the 22nd of July and uh, we prepared PowerPoints. Uh, We got all of our engineering reports. Um, uh, Anthony Payton created a 3D model so that we could actually talk through the complete logistics of what we had uh, developed. And this was always meant to be um, in partnership situation. We weren't attempting to say the intersection couldn't go ahead. We were looking at saying, let's look for the best outcome for this intersection because when taxpayers are investing $1.3 billion in a roadway, you want to think that every component is going to be up to best practice and that was always our aim. But that meeting was postponed and we were told that it would uh, actually happen early the next week. Um, we were meant to hear back from Peter Holston Henley by the Monday, the 25th of July, about whether our suggestions would be um, uh, incorporated. And at that time, uh, he sent an email out that said, unfortunately, our plan didn't meet specifications. Uh, We published all of that on our Guardian Facebook page, so people that are interested in reading the reasons why it didn't comply can uh, easily do that on our our Facebook page. Yeah, and... As you said, um, before very long, uh, we had the police um, and helicopters and uh, uh, so many people um, actually descending on the tree on Tuesday. That's ridiculous. About 11 o'clock, yes. And um, this final quote, I have to take out of this article. Um, This is from the chap uh, Peter Holcomb Hentley. He's uh, Project Director of CityLink Tower Widening Project. I have to read this. We, um, da, 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 da. Unless we acquire homes in the area or restructure the tram lines, which will both have a major community impact, the traffic island and the tree had to be removed. That's patently yes. ridiculous. We had a discussion uh, with Peter uh, when we were trying to evolve the best plan and we had uh, residents who front Flemington Road who said that they would be prepared to sell part of their frontage of their properties to make the off 
off-road bike path work. Uh, but during our problem solving, we actually worked out a way that we could transition the bike path from crossing the intersection and uh, moving on to the northern side footpath, which then didn't require any extra property. But at that time, Peter Holscombe Henley said to us that there was no part of their contractual um, uh, situation that would allow them to buy property. So that was already off the table. The other part about the Yarra Tram uh, stop was um, discussed at certain points in that they needed we needed to get the right arc of the roadway to go around the tree. But that had also been overcome by relocating a footpath, which um, they had planned to have on the northern side of that tram stop, to one that's actually already in place on the other side of the tram stop. So there was never any discussion in option 6B that would have involved the tram stop in any sort of reconfiguration. Um, it's, it's like they're trying to, they're just trying to win the PR wars, but that's not really the truth of the matter. It sounds like there was a lot of organisations involved with this who signed off on it, but no one will take responsibility for actually... The, the area up there today must look hideous without that tree. It's a very, very sad and desolate area now. Um, I think when you have beautiful things in place, you can live with them and just know that they're there. And then, unfortunately, when they're no longer there, it's such a huge loss, visually a loss, aesthetically a loss, um, environmentally a loss. And because uh, very concerned people have added some white crosses to the area, um, it reminds any passerby of what used to be and is sadly no longer. Yeah, so systemically we've got some major planning issues in terms of how long far does this go back? Who was responsible? How come it took so long for it to come to an executive level, especially with City of Melbourne and especially with other agencies like Bicycle Network, um, for an on, you know, apparently being taken out for more traffic for an on-road bicycle lane, which really isn't fit for purpose. It's not world's best practice. You have a look at City of Sydney for what they're doing. Look at City of Melbourne. They're putting in separate facilities. City of, of um, Yarra. We've got uh, Copenhagen Lane in Wellington Street. That is not world's best practice. Mm. I think um, things move forward very, very quickly. And Marianne Lane, who was the CPB stakeholder and community relations person, quoted to me that the green line on the road is, in their opinion, still world's best practice. Huh. So we've got a lot of catching up to do with people who are part of this decision-making process. Bicycle Network, of course, are going to be the key body that keeps supporting what is current best practice, and we're going to need to rely on, on those organisations and the people that speak for those organisations to actually stand up for cyclists okay. and make sure make sure that um, the right things actually happen. So just quickly, uh, what can people do now? Get involved with Guardians of the Flemington Road Gum because you think more action is going to come out of this? I think our Facebook page is a wonderful springboard for so many things that are happening right, right across Victoria. So if people want to start to get into the loop, just pose a question or talk to someone on there and there will be lots of directions that they can follow from here. Uh, I think all the Guardians have a stake in what might happen in the future mm. and I think there's a lot of people in the wider community that would like to get involved. So ask questions, talk to people in the know, just get a handle on what's going on in your area 
because you're the best person to know what's happening in your area yep. and then you can move forward from there. Okay. Well, thank you so much for today, sir. It's sad the outcome, but I think we're going to move forward and get some resolution out of this. We can't keep chopping trees down. Oh, well, we should say these street trees, which are absolutely vital. And um, I thank you so much for your time today. And thank you very much, Chris. It's been great to get to know you and you've got a great program. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you so much, sir. Bye for now. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this panel is now on air. In July 1976, from an old warehouse in High Street, Armadale, 3CR Community Radio hit the airwaves, heralding 40 years of independent, community-owned and controlled radio. This will be the first station owned and operated by a cooperative of community organisations on a Melbourne-wide basis. This is 3CR. As the status quo of old media is challenged, as publications come and go, in a country with the highest concentration of media ownership in the world, 3CR continues to broadcast radical, insightful radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're not talking about land rights, we're talking about sovereignty. That's why it's important for us to be at the 10 Embassy. From the protests against the Franklin River Dam to the 1998 waterfront dispute, from the east-west tunnel picket to the Aboriginal 10 Embassy, the history of 3CR is dynamic and passionate and ongoing. I was born here. I will die here. I am not moving. So as we celebrate 40 years in 2016, we ask you, our volunteers, listeners and supporters, to join in in saying... Happy birthday, 3CR! IPAN is inviting you to attend its anti-war conference and join the Close Pine Gap protests from the 26th of September to the 2nd of October in Alice Springs. Pine Gap facilitates US war activities, international espionage and their killer drone program. It's time to stop the drift to war and free Australia from US military bases. For more information on the IPAN conference, go to ipan.org.au and for protest details, see closepinegap.org. IPAN is a 3CR supporter. But uh, also, um, have a little bit of a chat about the uh, tour is over. We have tomorrow night, we have the uh, very important council meeting to do with the Russell Reserve um, vote. As I said, this has been going on for a very, very long time and it's about time we got this kind of connectivity happening with our... Um, with these kind of like close run linkages around from suburb to suburb. And the Russell one has been one that's been waiting for a very, very long time. It's um, it's more than just a cycling issue. It's um, walking, people trying to get to the Russell station, which apparently is one of the most underutilised train stations in Melbourne or the inner part of Melbourne. And it's absolutely vital that we get these sort of things fixed up. Now, it's going to be, unfortunately, a little bit of an emotive meeting. And if you do wish to come along to question, public question time, there are a few things you need to know that... Um, the, ca the council does welcome questions from members of the community. Public question time is an opportunity to ask questions, not to make statements or engage in debate. So questions who, um, to be asked should not relate to um, 
relate to items on the agenda. So we can see how this goes. Um, it, because it's up as item 11.1, but we can speak to the motion. So members of the public who wish to participate are A, state that I'm clear for the record, um, direct their questions to the chairperson, and a few other bits and pieces here. C, ask a maximum of two questions. Speak for a maximum of five minutes. And then uh, refrain from repeating questions. This is very important because people get up and they present on the same thing over and over again. So listen to what people are saying during the time if you're in support of this um, for Russia Reserve. But, um, yeah, you know, and also just um, be silent when other people are speaking. Show respect. So, but the really interesting thing about this... Uh, Nations Report, reading Attachment 4, which is on the Council Report, almost 72% of the 455 respondents to the online survey supported the plan as is. So basically 60% supported it or, or support the plan with modifications, which is 12%. So which that make comes into about 72%, which is pretty damn good. Also, many Yarra residents in nearby local user groups are very well represented. So it's a very well put together report. It's uh, an inclusive and neutral report, which uh, takes in the fact that there's a lot of, you know, there's been a, a lot of, you know, hot air around this uh, issue of getting this really important uh, piece of connectivity happening in the city of Yarra because it's on the cusp of like, you know, three council areas, which be Moreland, Yarra and Derribut. And uh, it's all, it's not just also the issue of people going through Russell Reserve. It's also the fact that, um, you know, the underpass is not fit for purpose. It was never really built as a cycle thoroughfare. Other people have got to use it and it'd be good if um, finally the Mary Trail, which comes up from the city, connects onto the rest of that um, trail as it goes further into Melbourne suburbs and it goes further north. As more people want to ride, people don't want to share, or I shouldn't say share, but there's a lot more different types of people who want to ride, which is the saying in, our, in the intro, 8 to 80. This is the way that we've got to look towards getting more people riding for transport, not the, you know, the cliched fast and furious and all kitted up and on the road. That's not the way to go. We want mums, dads, cargo bikes, kids. And we've got to get this by uh, decreasing aggression. We've got to get this by separated facilities. We've got to get this by listening to what people want. And I think there's quite a few government agencies out there and uh, private uh, organisations who really need to get their head around what is required for sustainable transport, be it PT, mixed mode and cycling. So I'm just going to take another break and I'll see if I can get Joe back from Projector Bike. CR has all kinds of music programs for you to hear. From blues to hip-hop, reggae, classical, punk, jazz, soul, indigenous, experimental, indie, metal and other music styles. Check out 3cr.org.au on the World Wide Web for more info. On today, um, the Yarrabug radio program. I'm speaking to Joe from Projector Bike. Hello, Joe. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Great to catch up. 
So Friday night was your first free Friday ride in Brunswick. We have. We've we've started um, a new um, last Friday of the month rides out of uh, SiteWorks at Saxon Street, which is a new Moreland City Council community project um, just off Dawson Street there near um, near the bars. And we've started our Friday night rides in Brunswick for the next couple of months. It was great. I mean, despite the rain, um, which uh, kept a few people away, we went out and we ran up um, the Upfield Bike Path, which is an amazing kind of asset to um, to, to ride along, um, up to the Tuning Street silos and then uh, the back streets of Brunswick, just sort of exploring some of the, the, the back car parks and some of the old bits of Brunswick, which was really exciting. So you uh, did a bit of a trajectory on the silos. At, was it Albion Street or was it...? It's up near Tinning Street, actually. Tinning, okay. Yeah, so um, there's those silos up there, and uh, we popped the bike um, behind those two big blue stone, uh, there's big, beautiful blue stone um, old storehouses, which I think are apartments now, Mm. um, and project onto the the Tinning Street silos. Um, It's a great, uh, it's it's really nice being able to get uh, that sort of scale, having ridden in out of testing grounds for the last few years, um, in the city, often you're competing with a lot of ambient light and a lot of traffic and a lot of white noise. I guess having the uh, having the silos as one of the stops is brilliant. It's um, yeah, it can really go large. So, uh, how frequently are these uh, free Friday rides going to be? Because you know you have a pretty full program of other things that you do. This is true. We've, we're we're going to start um, the we're going to continue with the um, the last Friday of the month. Yep. Um, leaving from 33 Saxon Street, the SiteWorks um, project. And uh, and as summer comes on, we'll try and ramp up the rides to being possibly fortnight or maybe even weekly for a while. Um, we do have a few rides coming up um, in the next uh, couple of weeks, which is for the Glow Festival down in Stoddington City Council. Um, so we've got uh, rides on Friday the 12th of August, Saturday the 13th of August, and uh, then Saturday the 20th of August so that's with the Glow Festival with Stonington City Council they're the next kind of events that we're doing um, down there um, but we also plan to have a bit of a, a film society screen out of the, the Saxon Street location so there'll be a, a mix of both rides and, and static events that'll be happening over the next um, 12 months or so Great, so um, welcome to uh, Brunswick if uh, someone hasn't said it to you yet <laughs> Thank you very much <laughs> yeah. So, how are you finding it being uh, how, we, how we call it up here, North Side? <laughs> Look, it's it's fantastic. I mean, we um, uh, the the rides out of uh, testing grounds would often uh, get into Collingwood or sometimes into Fitzroy. Um, sometimes getting to Brunswick was a stretch too far, considering we only had a short sort of runs. Um, but Brunswick's brilliant. I mean, the the the, the cycle routes that we can use um, are, are many and varied. Um, the locations that we can we can find are really fantastic. There's a lot more spots within sort of Brunswick and uh, Coburg to oh. go and see, which is amazing. Yeah, Coburg um, is full of some very interesting things you could project onto. It really is, and and the culture in 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 in, in Moreland more generally um, is really cycling friendly. Like you, you, the we've got one of the kind of highest percentage of of, of bike riders and and commuter bike riders, not just weekend riders, but commuter riders who use the facilities, you know, within Moreland day in, day out. So 
there's a really strong bike culture here, which so, is really encouraging. Yeah, so there's any kind of plans to kind of make forays into neighbouring suburbs like Ascot Vale or Northcote? Or... <laughs> very much. The, 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 the long-term plan is to, is to do a, um, a, a sort of suburb-by-suburb um, exploration. Um, Moody Ponds um, across the river will be really exciting. Fitzroy and Collingwood, of course, is a regular kind of ride through. Um, we're looking at uh, going into Preston, um, just sort of expanding our the, the terrain that we can kind of explore with projector bike is just exciting, I think. Especially coming up for summer, I hope summer is um, not as wet as the winter we're getting now, but the, the, the <laughs> weekly rides sound like it'd be an awesome idea. Like, it's, yeah. it's a kind of very nice way of going out instead of, you know, like a pressurised thing, you're going to a club or you're going to a band. Oh, I'm going to see... Film. Yeah, you can. It's look. It's we think that it's a it's a it's a lovely way to spend a Friday evening. You can go out for an hour, an hour and a half, see some really great award-winning short films, hang out with your mates, get on a bike, see some of the city that you would never have normally seen. Mm. Um, that sort of combination we think is really kind of good, and and the, it really is a way of projector bike, sort of being able to give back to both filmmakers and also to. Um, bike riders in general is that um, we sort of really think that it's important to be able to do these free rides um, that are sort of a community benefit we think the, um, we think it's really important to kind of promote the use of the use of bikes in all sorts of ways yeah well also for entertainment <laughs> and Absolutely. it's not, not just you know, sport <laughs> sport uh, bike sort of thing is you know we just come out of like three weeks watching Tour of the France and people think you know, cycling's that well actually there's a whole universe out there of things you can do on a bike other than non-competitive cycling it's brilliant who would have thought of it jeez yeah riding for transport how novel and unique um, so yeah it sounds fantastic you've moved up here and um, anything from um, else you want to end up with how people can get in touch and look it um the you can always get in touch through the website so projectorbike.com.au um send us an email at uh, info at projectorbike.com.au um check the website and the calendar for upcoming events as i say the glow festival for stonington is our next uh, next rides we're doing um and keep an eye on the SiteWorks project uh which is saxonstreet.com for rides that are happening from there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for the catch-up today, Joe. Thanks, Chris. You've come leaps and bounds in the last few years since we last spoke to you. Ah, very much so. It's, it's been a few years since we were in at the studio, and I think it's been really lovely to, kind of, to watch this idea develop, and, and we really appreciate your support. Thank you so much, Joe. You have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Bye. You're listening to Community Radio. 3CR. 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 855 AM. Up next is Dirt Radio. And uh, we'll probably in a fortnight's time, we'll have, uh, f- oh, next week I should say, have Faith and Val back in the studio. And um, thank you for today. And don't forget that uh, we rely on the support your donations to keep us on air. So make sure you go to 3cr.org.au and um, look at your subscribe or donate options and um, make sure that uh, if you've still got an outstanding uh, 
Radiothon pledge, make sure you do it to Yarrabug Radio because everything um, that you can contribute is really important because we do run on the, well, the scent of, you know, one coffee in the morning or in my case, uh, one, two coffees in the morning to make me sound reasonably articulate, which is a bit of an ask at times. So thank you so much today and up next is Dirt Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.